There have been times in your life where you needed a hand. You needed someone to say, you can do it. Get up. You got this. Someone that supported you and saw your, your opportunity, your capability. Someone who believed in you. Someone who had hope for you. And that person came alongside when you didn't even know it and brought you up. Now that you're there, you can be that person for others. Just like Greg Nikolai is at Pioneer Career Center, his story is next. This is a Dash of Grit. Recipes for success from courageous leaders who overcome challenges and build great things. Now, podcasting from Spire to leaders in local communities like yours, here is Brian Leflock. And let's get cooking. So I am really excited to share with you someone who shares a passion of mine. And, and I'll, I'll set that up in this way. Career education is so important. It's not just important for the kids that are going through it. It's not just important for the families that are in it. It's important for the businesses that need to take advantage of it. And I think the economy needs career education, both at the, uh, the young adult stage and at the adult stage to keep moving. And I've been a part of, of uh, volunteering to serve career education for a long time. And I've met through some of those services, our guest today is Greg Nikolai. He's the superintendent of Pioneer Career Center. It's in Shelby, Ohio. It's the fifth largest career center in the state. And perhaps most importantly, it is just doing a bang up job of serving students well so that businesses and communities can be served well. It serves an amazing purpose as well in families. And so you're going to hear that story from a, uh, I think, an expert and a, uh, a very wise man when it comes to career education. Greg Nikolai, uh, welcome to A Dash of Grit. Hi, Brian. Thanks you. Thank you so much for uh, for the invitation to to be on your program and to participate to participate in the podcast. Really excited to be here and to talk about something that I love and that I'm very passionate about. Um, and so I, I just really appreciate this opportunity. Thank you so much. You got it. I'm thrilled that we're talking. We've known each other for quite a long time. And sometimes, sometimes when you're close, you forget your friends, you know, and I'm yeah. like, wait a minute, I want to talk to Greg because Greg right now there's a hiring crisis and businesses are stuck and maybe uh, people getting out of high school don't know what to do and debt and Man, what a great time for career education and understand about it. And so, Greg, can you share with me, uh, we're going to talk about some hard times and we're going to talk about some passion, but share with me a little bit about what you're proudest of uh, with Pioneer Career Center with yourself. Share with me what success looks like before we get dirty in the grit. Okay, well, I would tell you this. Um, probably the, the the one thing that I'm most proud of in my time here at Pioneer, and this is my, I'm entering, starting my 16th year here, um, starting, uh, I'm in the middle of my seventh as the superintendent here, but I, I think what I'm most proud about is the amount of expansion or growth that we've undergone in that time, in that 15 or 16 years. We've added programs, um, we've added um, different programs, not only in, in different fields or different pathways, but also um, for a variety of different students. I'm, I'm really proud of the fact that I can I can say um, without hesitation that we have something for every interest, every career interest um, across a wide spectrum of, of options. But we also serve students from a, a I, I term it a depth of educational um, uh, background. So we we serve those students who are who are likely to be you know they have those professional careers in mind. Um, we have students who earn their associate's degrees right out of high school through Pioneer, but then we also serve those students who need a lot more support and a lot more help. And so it's it's kind of been a passion of mine to to make sure that Pioneer offers a, a, a breadth of opportunities as well as a depth of opportunities so that we can serve, we have something for every student. And um, so I guess that's probably what I'm most proud of over the years. 
And and so why is that important? Because we're going to talk about what you had to go through to accomplish where you are now and where Pioneer Career Center is. But why is career education so important in your minds? Uh, share with me what what's what's so big about it. It's really, in my mind, career education is just good education. It's helping students find their passion, find out what they love to do every day, and then helping them find out what career is available to them within that pathway. And we, we, we uh, you know, a lot of times when folks think about um, career education, career technical education, those types of things, they think about um, it's for kids who aren't going to college. And, mm-hmm. and we view it here very differently. Um, what we do is we help, we help students find out what career path they want to be on. And then we help them figure out what the next step is. And sometimes that next step is directly into the workforce. Sometimes that that next step is to a two-year institution or some specialized credentialing, and sometimes it's to a four-year institution. I use the you know we have a couple of uh, programs that are in the educational field to use a good example. Um, and those, in order to be employed as a public school teacher, you need a four-year degree. That's that's really all, the only way that that you can do that. So um, some careers require that that more advanced education, and others don't. Others offer opportunities to go right into right into work right away. So. I guess for me, it's 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 about helping students identify what those pat, what those career goals are. We 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 refer to it as the light at the end of the tunnel. What is your light at the end of the tunnel? And then helping kids get to that light. And it's really not about um, financial or economics or their status in life, uh, the family economies. It's about what are these young adults going to do next and how can we prepare them for a wonderful and contributory future? Uh, yeah, most definitely. And, 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 and I think uh, you, you've mentioned it earlier that, you know, we're in dire need of a, a stronger workforce, especially in this part of Ohio. And um, so, so I, I feel like pioneer and, and career centers like us are at the heart of improving our economy and improving the, the lives of our families, because we do offer opportunities not only to go right into the workforce, but to to finance an education very economically. Um, you know, I, I'm about I'm, I'm for those careers and those students that that want to pursue advanced education, uh, post secondary education. I'm all about that. I, you know, I've got mm-hmm. probably more degrees than most people need at my age, but mm-hmm. I'm also about doing it as economically as possible. Um, you know, as I said that the. The, the programs that we have where students can earn an associate's degree while they're still in high school. Um, the, the, the key to that that I didn't mention earlier is that's done free of charge to the family. I mean, really, the only cost is for the student to get back and forth to the, to the classwork or the, to the classroom because it's typically not on a it's on a college campus rather than a high school campus. So when kids can benefit that way, families benefit, um, our school districts benefit, and most importantly, our communities benefit. Yep. It's a full cycle where if you're doing your thing and the kids are doing their thing and the businesses are doing their thing, the communities thrive and everyone grows. And so you didn't just take this position. Uh, you, you earned this and the Pioneer Career Center is better off because of it. And and so this show is about grit. It's about hardships and struggles. I am convinced that yours shaped you um, into the kind of work that you do now. So let's talk about that. Can we talk about some sure. some some defining moments in your life that have helped to build uh, the success that you're enjoying today? M- most definitely, I'm, I'm always happy, and I share this with our students. Um, I try to, I try to get into to our career tech labs or some of our academic cra- classrooms and kind of share where I'm from because 
Um, I didn't come from a, a, a family that had a lot of money and, and was, you know, was, was the, one of the name families in, in, in my home community. I'm from Norwalk. I'm just up, up route two, 250 there, uh, out yeah. of Ashland, um, in Norwalk. So I'm, I'm not really a local guy, but, but close enough. It's close enough. Um, but, but, you know, I grew up in a family, um, in some ways it was a very, it was a very wonderful, it was always a very wonderful family, you know, um, two parent family and, and four sisters are all younger. So I was the oldest of the, of five. Um, so there were seven of us, but unfortunately, um, the, the, the workforce at the time was not economically advantageous to my family. Meaning we didn't grow up with a lot. There were a lot of times when, when we, you know, we had to do without, um, had two parents at home. Um, uh, my mom worked a little bit of part-time, some part-time jobs. Uh, my dad, worked when, when jobs were available. He worked in a, in a factory as a welder for a period of time, but at the auto industry in the seventies, when I was a kid, wasn't always stable. Uh, a lot of, uh, economic issues in the country, mm-hmm. um, in the United States. And so, um, our, our, our typical, uh, economic cycle was dad would be working for, for a few months and he might be laid off for a month or two. And so unemployment benefits and those types of things were, were a way of life. Um, the, the food stamps for those of you that are old enough to remember what food stamps are, you know, that, that type of, I think we call them, uh, what do we call them EBT cards now, mm-hmm. um, those types of, of benefits and, and are not benefits. Those types of, uh, of government help were a part of my life. I, I can remember, um, going to the store with my mom. I've, I've used this example. Um, she wasn't, you know, at that time there was a, a stig, very much a stigma attached to food stamps and those types yes, of things. There was. So, She'd go to, to go to the store at, at late at night, as late as you could, could go at night in the uh, pre-24 hour uh, uh, grocery store options, as late as you could go because she didn't want to she didn't want people to see us on food stamps. Yeah. And um, it was just kind of the way I grew up with. And it was one of those uh, situations that that a lot of people in our area are, are, are in. And it's just kind of, uh, you know, it's, I, I reflect and, and understand that uh, that economic uh, family situation. So when you were going through that and mom was feeling bad about it and, and you saw the, 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 the ramifications of it, how was that making you feel at, when you can remember it forming you, how was that making you feel at that time? At that time or now? <laughs> at that time. I'm wondering what time. was going through your head, kind of what the stigmas, yeah. what, what was happening in your life? Because these kids are going through the same things now. Right. And so right. I'm wondering what, how that was well, making you feel then. I would tell you that at that time, um, and, and I, I can remember back to my middle school years. Um, so that, that 11, 12, 13 year old time frame, um, it, it kind of felt as though, I don't know how this is going to work for me. There was a lot of, of, I, I would, I would almost categorize it as fear. What's, what's going to happen to me. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, that's where, you know, when you when you ask if I'd be interested in, in, in uh, being on the show, I most definitely because um, I don't know how it came. I actually I do know how it came about. It came about through the influence of a lot of really positive um, individuals in my life. But where you develop that that grit, I love the term grit. In fact, our, our some of our teachers a few years ago, just about maybe three years ago now, did a little book study on a book that was t- that talked about grit. And, yeah. and because our goal here is to instill grit in our students. Yeah. And um, so when you when you come from that that uh, um, family background, family dynamic, where you know money is not always sure a sure thing, and and uh, you know you just your family doesn't necessarily have all the things that maybe some of your friends do or some other kids that you go to school with that they have, you, you have, you have a, l- a little sense of hopelessness and, and a sense of fear about what the future holds. And so 
I look at, at um, this program and the term grit as the key to changing our communities because if we can if we can develop uh, a sense of, of grit and overcoming obstacles in our students and our high school students and our middle school students, then I think we're going to go a long way to to um, improving the economic outlook for our businesses and our communities as a whole. But in that in those formative years for you, what was that sort of grit? How are you able to overcome that? There is a cycle where sure. kids just say, okay, well, this is just the way it is. Yeah. And well, so most, what, what, what got you out of that and, and gave you grit to get those tires some traction and moving forward? I, I would tell you it's, it's the, the people that I encountered on a daily basis in the public schools, you know, teachers, um, uh, teachers. yep. Teachers, Good teachers, principals, um, those folks. Yep. Um, in fact, the, the, the person that led me into education, um, is somebody that I'm still friends with today. Um, actually he's, he's, a. uh, uh um, if, if you're uh, from the Crestview area, you might remember him. He was your football coach for two years. Um, I think following Lee Owens, uh, if you're if, uh, for our, our Crestview fans and listeners, a um, uh, gentleman by the name of Steve Gilbert. Um, he came over, left Crestview and came over to Mansfield Senior and then made his way up to Tiffin, up to Tiffin Columbian High School. I think he's in the Ohio High School Football Coaches Hall of Fame. Yep. Um, but he was he was a, a teacher and I, I was a high school football player and um, he um, he was one of my football coaches. And he he truly kind of guided me throughout my high school career towards, look, you can you know, the, you can do this. It was kind of a to use today's terminology. You got this. Yep. Because, you know, I'm a first generation um, college student, first generation college graduate. Um, so the whole college thing was not really in my future at that at, mm-hmm. at a younger age. It just wasn't something that my family did, you know. And, and so to, to seek a, prof- a more professional career was not something that I really saw for myself. But he kind of, uh, you know, provided that inspiration and that that uh, um, that idea that, wait a minute, you, you can do this if, if you want to. And. And so, you know, I kind of went down that road of, you know, I'd really like to get into education because I know what he did for me. And I'd really like to be able to do that for other people and for other kids. And so it's kind of been from a, a very, very early age, you know, that eight, 17, 18, 19 year old uh, Greg Nikolai from way back when has kind of always had that um, that passion or that that desire to help other people because somebody did it for me. It's so important that all teachers, not just teachers, anybody that interacts with young people at all, whether you're an employer or a manager, but man, when you interact with someone, take advantage of that moment because you're, you're changing a life. And, yeah. and, and Steve changed yours. I've got people like that in my life that, that made a significant difference that I wish I could go and say thank you now, but they're, they're, you know, they're not here any longer. Those, they're just so right. strong. Right. I'm wondering though, at that age, you've still got your cycle. And you've still got, and these kids today, again, they still have that cycle of, I don't even know what the future holds for me. Right. What were you able to hold on to? The teacher said, you can do it. The 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 future said, come on, come get it. And yet yeah. you were in this spot. How did, how did you maintain this drive to actually overcome those hurdles in front of you? What did you hold on to? Well, I I, I think probably the the key trait, um, personality trait, if you will, that, that someone has to have or that, that I think I have is a willingness to be patient, that you don't have to start out at the top. You have to just be willing. Um, uh, I, I, you know, the, 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 the terminology that, that we use a lot today is you just have to be willing to embrace the grind. Mm-hmm. You know, life and professional inva- advancement is a grind. And it's, you're not going to start out at the top and you're not going to be the boss in, in a year. You know, I was, 
you know, it, it was a long, it's been a long journey to, to get to be a superintendent to, to achieve that goal. It, I didn't start out there and there were many, many opportunities, many, many times throughout my professional career when I thought, you know, I'm the best person for that job, but it went to somebody else for whatever reason, you know, it just, it wasn't in the, wasn't in the, in the uh, uh, stars to, for it to happen at that time, but it, but eventually it did happen because, you know, just kind of being willing to, to show up to work every day, be on time, do your best every single day, and, and realizing that your best might not be your A-plus game every day. It might only be an A-minus on some days, but it's never a, a D or an F day. You don't have those days. You, you just embrace that grind of getting getting up and going to work every day and making every day as, as good as it can possibly be, knowing that sometimes you really don't want to do that. And that's the, you know, I said, that's kind of the, I kind of, I think that kind of plays into the the grit, you know, just getting up every day and, and going to work and doing what you need to do and, and, and just being patient that, Hey, it's, it might not happen today, but it, but it could happen tomorrow. And if I keep going, if I keep plugging away, eventually I'll reach that, that, uh, that goal of, of whatever it happens to be for a person. Yeah. And, and see, but therein lies the rub because grit is what you throw into the tires when they're spinning yeah. and you can only push that gas pedal so much and let those tires spin so long until you have to do something different. Right. And you just can't keep going. So were there times in your life and I'm looking for, to you to, to maybe put some hope into, into some folks that might be struggling right now, were there times in your life where you just thought, you know, this is this one. This wall, this hurdle, is just too big for me. This one isn't going to make it. I'm not going to get past this. And if so, and I assume so, how were you able to overcome it? What did what What were you able to do to get past those really tough spots? Well, there there were. I, I can think of a of a couple of different situations again where I I started to feel like I was spinning my wheels. Yep. And and I, I would say probably the the thing that got me through that again, was, was taking a step back and maybe just having that conversation with that person that I knew was a positive, you know, I knew there, as I said, it was, whether it was a teacher or a former teacher, as I got into my professional life that I could go to and say, you know, Hey, this is going on or that's going on. And, and they would be that almost that cheerleader um, for me. And that, again, that's kind of how I view teachers as, you know, as, as much as we're educators and we're to impart knowledge or we're to impart skills, at the same time, we have to be cheerleaders for our students and and um, for our for our former students because it happens at Pioneer a lot. We have kids that'll come back and they've you know maybe they've you know had a great deal of success, but they've reached that point. And sometimes they just need a a little bit of a nudge, a little bit of a, a pat on the back, and a reminder that hey, keep plugging away and you can get there. And again, I would I would um, you know reach back or think back to, to former educators who provided that for me. So sometimes it's, I, I think sometimes we think we're alone in the world and, and we're the only person going through a particular circumstance and rarely is that the case. And so when we can take back and, and or we can take a step back, learn to um, maybe ask for a little help, go to those people that we know were in our corner before and, and just kind of a little bit of a refresher on the motivation side of things. It, it really helps us helps us uh, uh, overcome obstacles. And so now you're, you're at this position, you, you've overcome those challenges, you've put yourself in a position where you can impact others and help them through their challenges and, and accomplish great things. Uh, this might be hard for you to talk about, but can you give me an example of when you've been the grit or you've been the leader, um, maybe even not you or, or the, even the organization as a whole, the, the, the district, that where someone has really overcome their own hurdles because you were able to impact them 
in some way? Um, I, I can think of a particular young man, and and you know, for confidentiality purposes, I yeah. won't won't name his name. Of course, um, I, I can I could use his first name. His first name was Alec, um, and and Alec. Alec and I, you know, when when it was while I was here at Pioneer, he was one of our students, and I was I was not the superintendent at the time. I was in a different role, and Alec and I had had cause to to cross paths frequently, and it wasn't typically a very very uh, positive experience for either one of us. Right. Um, he he had his way of of thinking and doing things, and I thought it should be different, and so um, we frequently uh, 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 crossed paths. Uh, like I said, in a, in a less than pleasant way, um, I guess is probably the best way to say it. I was, the, I had to do all the discipline here at Pioneer yep. and, yep. and it just, you know, it's not always pleasant. No one but, wanted um, to go to Mr. Nikolai's office. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. I gotcha. But I, I guess one of the things that I do that I, that I would say about myself is I'm, I'm a, I'm kind of a, I would say a clean slate guy. We do what we got to do, whether it's some sort of discipline or whatever. And when you walk out the door, you come, the next time I see you in the hallway, I'm going to say hi and, and, you know, shake your hand or pat you on the back or whatever. That's one of my things that I'm pretty good at. Yeah. So I don't hold grudges or those kinds of things. So Alec, we had our, our series of, of things that, that were going on. But one thing I would tell, I would say about Alec is he was a very, very hard worker. I mean, he, he but unfortunately for Alec, he didn't come from a, a, a particularly stable family life. He, he had some issues that, that, um, kind of got in his way, and um, he ended up living on his own his his, his senior year of high school. And so, um, just so happened that that um, at that time, you know, I, I was able to uh, uh, I learned of a couple of career opportunities, job opportunities through through Pioneer here, um, and some that that were very financially beneficial. And I knew would be would be good for him, and and so I, you know, he had actually graduated and was. I don't know, it was probably a year or two after he graduated and I saw these job options, you know, opportunities come available. And we had already here at Pioneer given, made, made them known to all of our students. So everybody that wanted, wanted one of those jobs had one and they're still looking for more people. And I don't, I couldn't tell you why, but I gave Alec a call and mm. said, Hey, I, I know of a job. I can get you an interview. You show up. I said, are you still willing to show up every day and do what you need to do? You know, that type of mindset. And, um, we got him, got him employed and, and he's actually still employed there today and doing well, you know, married, you know, children, those types of things. And it's just, it's just, uh, I, I wouldn't necessarily have given you, uh, you know, have said that that would have, I expected that to be an outcome for him, um, back when he was in high school. But, um, sometimes you just need a little, like I said, a little, a little extra boost and somebody that I, I don't even know why I thought of him, quite frankly, I just, it just seemed like his name came into my, and came to, came to me and, that it would be a good fit. Well, that's that's how that works. I'm interested. This is after you guys were butting heads a yeah, lot, yeah. and and it was never a good situation for either of you. And then out of the blue comes a call from right. Mr. Nikolai. What was his reaction to that? I bet it was more positive than we oh, might be led to believe. Yeah, very very positive. See? He 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 was um, he was working minimum a minimum wage job at the time, and and just kind of making ends meet and as best he could, and um, so. Yeah, a very positive reaction, and and to this day, you know, I would tell you when we when we do cross paths, we're we're pretty close. You know, it's just a, and and that's the thing that that you know, if if I could say anything to your audience, those of you that whether you're just out of school, you whether you're a new graduate or or you graduated like I did thirty years ago, you know, if if you have an opportunity to thank your teacher or some that that special person who made a difference in your life. 
make sure you do that because do quite it. frankly, it doesn't happen nearly enough. And, and we're all guilty of not saying thank you for those people that helped us overcome a, overcome a, an obstacle or get through a, a, a tough situation. And I would tell you that one of my, that those are my proudest moments are when, when kids come back and say, Hey, you know, if it hadn't been for, you know, this school or, or this person or, or you, you know, if it me, if it happened to be me, those are the proudest moments I have. And that makes any of the bad days well, well worth it. That's why you show up. And, and, and it, you know, the reason he loved to hear from you and the reason you responded to Steve back in those days and, and the reason we impact others is because we love them. And, and you loved him and, and, and love isn't always easy. It's not always kind and fun. Right. And it doesn't mean we're best friends. It right. means I care about you. I, I tell people that I work with, look, if I, I'm, if I'm hard on you, it's because I care about you. If I didn't care about you, you do whatever you want. You know, right. I don't care, but I do care. And I know you care too. And it makes a huge difference. Yeah. Yeah. I, there's, there's a you saying in stick. education that, you know, kids don't know how much, don't care how much, you know, until they know how much you care. Mm. And you know that you, yes, you have to establish that relationship and 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 be able to do that. And that's you know so that that's the key to anything. Um, you know, and, and you know just kind of kind of follow. You know, the more you follow up, the more you get to know students. You know, kind of outside the classroom. I'll be honest with you; it's one of the things I like least about my job as a superintendent is I spend far less time with kids and with our students. Um, mm-hmm. than I, than I ever did in any other position. I have far less opportunity to interact. And it's, that's kind of the, the lousy part of this job is I spend more time doing the business side of, of school, as opposed to the, the education side of school. Yeah. And, and so let's talk about that a little bit. What's, what's the future look like? Again, grit doesn't, there's no time for it to go away. There's always a hurdle to cross. And so I'm wondering at Pioneer and in your own development, what's next? Uh, what, what hurdles are lying in the future we have to overcome? Well, here, here at Pioneer, we're, we always have or we try to have a growth mindset um, and we try to evolve. And so um, we, we, we are in, in uh, internal conversations here about ways that we can offer, whether it's a, we can allow a program to evolve into something that's more relevant to our business needs here and to our student interests here, as well as are there additional uh, programs that we can offer or can we offer our programs to different, um, I would say a different, um, age level of students, you know, is there something, and is there an opportunity to offer uh, programming to a younger age group? Um, or is there an opportunity to offer programs to adults more, you know, we have adult education here. So are, are there programs that we can offer to adult students that are, that will benefit both our students and our, our local businesses? So mm-hmm. I think we're very much always in a, in a, uh, a growth mindset. And I think you have to be that way. You have to constantly evolve. If, you know, if, if, if we don't do that, you know, we'll kind of fall by the wayside and we'll become far less relevant and they won't want me in this, in this seat, in this office anymore. They'll need somebody who, who uh, has that mindset. So, you know, that's, that's kind of uh, what we are always looking for um, ways that we can serve more students or serve the students that we have in a more beneficial way. Um, I think is, is kind of where we're at. And this might be a trick question as a final question. If you don't want to answer it, it's okay, because it might be a slippery slope. What is the cure for today's hiring crisis, either today's crisis, but what lives in the future? It's real, and it's causing the economy to slow, uh, and it's causing all kinds of things that shouldn't be done. And and the workforce just isn't responding to the need. What's the cure? How How can that be changed? 
the uh, you know I, I you know as a in in my role I, I do a lot of research a lot of reading a lot of listening watching podcasts listening to to uh, um, podcasts in the car those types of things I do a lot of that and I think um, and I think our businesses are who are who are in need of employees are are catching on to this in terms of providing. Um, Benefits, and when I say benefits, I don't necessarily mean the typical insurance and those types of things. Um, employment benefits that our younger mm. employees value. Things that are um, relevant again, today. Yes, yes. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll give you an <clears throat> give you an example. Um, we had a, a business. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, a, a manager of a of a of an area business who came into my office a couple of years ago, um, pre pre-COVID and said, hey, we're in desperate need of employees. You know, how, how can we get in to meet your students that, that are in the, the appropriate programs, et cetera? And he and I sat in my office right here, just at, at a table in the back here, and kind of brainstormed some ideas to help him recruit students. And, and I liken it to, you know, I'm a sports guy. I love my sports. So I liken it to the, the college recruiting process. You know, when, when um, Ryan Day brings kids onto the campus at Ohio State, Sure, he talks about um, he, he does a couple of different things, and I don't know Ryan Day. I've never met Ryan Day, um, you know. So, but, but, you can but just I know tell. what he. I, yeah. I, I know what he does. What yeah. he does is is he t he talks to to those potential recruits, those potential Ohio State Buckeyes, about where he can take them. If you come to Ohio State, this is what your future could be, and while you're here this is what your life will look like. This is these. And do, does he talk about classes? Yeah. They probably talk about classes. Does he bring, you know, some professors in probably for, for some, some kids and certain families, but he talks more about the experience that they're going to have while they're there and what the future could hold. And, and, you know, and of course, obviously if you're talking about Ohio state football, you're talking about a life in the NFL and those types sure. of things as the yeah. future and what it's like playing on Saturday afternoons in front of, 110,000 fans and all that, all that, that, that those uh, wonderful things, but it's more experiential. So this employer that, that came in to visit, um, as we sat down, I said, I think, I said, if I were you, I would create an experience for the students that, that, that will come over. And instead of you coming to us, let us bring those students to you. So we took a group of, I think it was probably 18 or 20 uh, uh, students over and they they got to see this is the equipment that that we have to work on. This is this is how this will this is what your day will be. And they brought in um, newer employees who were closer in age, and um, they they you know kind of showed them what a day in the life is like. And they let their their younger employees, their newer employees, kind of share that that ex what their experiences were like. So they're able to provide that that um, that this is what a day in the life is like. And then also. Here are the opportunities for advancement. You know, if you if if that's something that interests you, here's where you could be. You know, a year from now, two years from now, three years from now. So they provided those two key factors, and I think our employers in the area are starting to figure out that it's not always about the the almighty dollar. It is to a degree, of course, but you know, if you can provide a, a really positive work environment that our younger employees enjoy, um, that's critical. You know, they have to, you know, that, that's just the mindset of our young people today. And, yeah. and trust me, when you're my age, you kind of, I, I, I talked about, I want to work, you know, I've been a 60 hour a week guy for 30 plus years, almost 40 years now. You know, I'm a, I, that's, that's what I, that's what I'm used to doing. 
not everybody is, is wired that way today. So they want to, you know, they want to know what's my day going to look like today or tomorrow and what's the future, what are the future opportunities for growth? And I, as I said, I think our our local employers are, are getting that. They're starting to understand that. And they're starting to recruit employees the same way Brian Day recruits his, his uh, five-star football players. Yeah, the day of putting up the sign that says now hiring um, yeah. $1,000 cash signing bonus. I mean, everyone's yeah. doing the same things. How can you make right. your brand different you, where people want you to stand come? out? There yeah. are enough yeah. employees to make your business work, but they could go to someone else just as easily. Right. And that doesn't help the situation. So exactly. Um, to, great to quote, advice and help. To quote one of my, fa- my favorite baseball movies, I think it's field of dreams. If you build it, they will come. Yeah. It's not true right now. No. It, it may no. be true in the future, but it's not true right now. No. And if, if you, if you, if you say it, they won't believe you. And if you yeah. wish it, it won't happen. I mean, there's, you, you got to make the, the inner, the culture. Yeah, stand out exactly so that 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 can so that's that's the that's the future so greg i, I tell you what folks if, if if this man is wise and if you're struggling as a business owner trying to fill spaces and you need to uh to learn more greg can help you if you're if you're uh you know inspired by the mentorship idea um perhaps greg would like to talk to you regardless i'm sure he won't mind if you reach out and so greg if if someone wanted to talk with you about about all things uh business related and career related how would they go about doing that I'd be happy to take a phone call and and I always give out, you know, I give out my direct office line. So when you, when, when you call, I'm the one, I'm the person that answers. You don't have to work through, through several secretaries. So I can give you that number right now, 419-347-7744. And my direct extension is 42102. And I'd love to take a, take a phone call. Anybody that has not been at Pioneer, especially if you haven't, if you've been here, but maybe haven't been here for many years, um, I'd love to invite you over, show you the facilities, especially during the school year, let you see um, our kids in action. It's a really remarkable school. Obviously, I love it. I've been here a long time. I don't plan to work anywhere else ever. And so um, I would invite anybody who has an interest in kind of seeing what we have to offer here, as well as getting to know our, our um, processes for, for um, recommending kids for jobs. Those, If you're an employer and looking for employees, you know, give me a call, 419 347 Seven seven four four extension four two one zero two, and we'll set you up. Fantastic. And Greg, I, I we, we talked a little bit about uh, the the tough love aspect of things, and I want to give a quick uh, shout out for Spire here. Along the same lines, we do marketing for businesses and, and organizations, and the tough love aspect, in my mind, is we call it no sugar coating. Um, we're going to let you know, and we're, we're going to let you know when it's working, when it's not working, what needs to be done, what it's going to cost. We're going to lay it all out there so that you can have a really good understanding of what the future looks like. I think it's only fair that you do that. And I, I think if you, if you find a, a, a marketing company that just tells you the good stuff, you know, where anybody right. can, can do that. And so, so that's Spire. If folks, if you're interested in, in uh, branding and marketing and strategic direction, uh, we are Spire Marketing and we can help you um, from a point of view of no sugar coating, if nothing else, uh, the world's got enough yes men. So we won't be that. So if that interests you, we're at spiread.com. My name is Brian Leffelock. I am the director of sales at Spire. And thank you to Greg Nikolai for sharing, not just for sharing your story today, but for being a, a light for so many young people, for so many years, and I bet for years to come in some way or another, um, you're an inspiration. And, and I bet I know most people don't know it at the time, but I thank you for being that. And I thank you for being on our show. Thank And thank you again for having me. I really enjoyed the, the conversation and you brought back some, some really fun memories. Good.
I'm glad. Greg, the uh, the uh, Dash of Grit show does happen once a week. You're welcome to take a look. I think there's some old friends of yours on the show. And folks, if you want to take a listen too, we are at dashofgrit.com on Spotify, iTunes, iHeart, or wherever you find your podcasts. So until the next time, stay gritty and win the day. This is a Dash of Grit. Recipes for success from courageous leaders who overcome challenges and build great things.